Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I want to read something that kind of colors the day because it's been one hell of a day. There were bats, there was meatloaf, there was a, a Louis Anderson in this. But I want to give a shout out to Mr. Adam Simmons, who is a funny motherfucker. Funny so much so, watching him dance to Turbo Lover, one of my favorites. But this made the day. Because sometimes life can be just shitty, and you're watching the news. I'm going to read this, okay? This is credit to Mr. Adam Simmons of uh, Simmons and Moore, and what's the other one you do? Um, the Creatures of the Night. Louis Anderson heard that they now have meatloaf in heaven and couldn't wait. <laughs> okay, we did it. Yeah. Too soon? Well, um, thank you, Adam, for making us laugh with that. It's been one hell of a day. But you know, I will do anything for love. But I did get the jab. Oh, yeah. Oh, did I say that? That's really too soon. But, you know. People have always wondered, what is that about? What does he mean I won't do that? And I want to credit Mr. Um, George Trombolopoulos, who told us the LNC, he won't lie to you. Makes sense. Louis Anderson, I used to watch his cartoon, the humor, everything. This is Friday, you know. Um, I couldn't really sleep very much last night. And I'm... And I'm making a playlist or two on Spotify. Those are fun to make just for for shits and giggles. And and I name them. I'll tell you some of the names of these playlists. Because, you know, I, I like to be frisky. I mean, like a cat. You know, I like my cats. Um, this is, I mean, the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. This is an adult audience. So you've, you know, of course I have an edibles mix. How'd that get in there? Um, I'm trying to look for the ones that I made. <sighs> like I made some about growing up in the 80s and the 90s. Those are interesting. But the ones that really are interesting, and I, this, I'll tell you why I make these some of these playlists, so that my followers or friends will be like, oh my god. God, I can't believe he made that. That's why. I, I like to play with the audience. Who doesn't like to play with the audience? Meatloaf, he liked to play with the audience. So did Louis Anderson. Self-deprecation. Both of them, too, when it came to their humor. Um, oh, what's the number one rule about Fight Club? What's the number one rule about Fight Club? You can't talk about Meatloaf in Fight Club. <laughs> Nobody eats Meatloaf in Fight Club. That's such a crazy movie. I'm looking for the list. Because you know I will do anything for Friday. But I'll do a podcast. See, I snuck that in there. Um, Wherever Meatloaf is right now. He's probably making music with Jim Steinman. They're probably fighting because you know. I, I'm going to play this. 
when I got to know one of my friends, she told I love I love trivia. And she told me something very, very fascinating about Miscelline Dion, Jim Steinman and Meatloaf. That talk about a threesome right there. Uh, I don't know how that would work, but two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, I'm just getting started. Um, okay. Meatloaf. So Meatloaf, Jim Steinman was such a, I mean, those two, that's like Bernie Toppin and Elton John. Okay, come on. Let's get real here. But Meatloaf, they were going to do Bad Out of Hell 2. Meatloaf wanted to do... It's all coming back to me. I know. There were flashes of gold. And then there were flashes of light. There were things I'd never do again. But then they'd always feel right. Remember that? Remember that? This is Meatloaf talking to Dan Rather about why he didn't get to do It's All Coming Back to Me until 2006. Because uh, someone else got the song. Yeah, she made it. It was enormously successful. Well, it's so a story Jim Steinman song. It's a brand you, you song. You've had your hands on this before. You could have been in Better Out of Hell, too. Well, I heard it as a duet. Jimmy didn't at first. And then I explained it to him, how it was. Whether he knew it or not, he wrote a duet. And he goes, well, we've already got a duet with anything for love. So... I can be mad at him for this. In fact, Jim, I'm mad at you. So, uh, uh, he knows I'm not. Um, I, we just were on an email before I got here. Um, he said, we'll save it for the next album. I said, okay, fair enough. In the meantime, Celine Dion called him up, or called up the manager. Right. And the manager goes... You have that song all coming back to me now. And he goes, you've got that song. Let's give that to Celine Dion. And Jimmy goes, well, ask her if I can produce it. And so she said, yes. So Jimmy went, okay. We got to pull away. We got to pull away because, you know, it's Celine Dion. Um, I loved his songs. You know, he got that one song, Life is a Lemon and I Want My Money Back. What a title. Credited to Jim Steinman. Jim, St- Jim Steinman was the lyricist. Like I said, it was like Bernie Toppin and Elton John. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I remember the 90s, and they would parody that, you know? They would parody, you know, I won't do that. And people were like, what is he talking about? <laughs> hey, I was talking to, I sent my friend... Uh, message this morning. I won't say who it was because then, then that's letting the cat out of the bag. And I sent him a text and I said, I know what exactly Meatloaf won't do a threesome. But then I read somewhere he did like a kissing threesome, but that doesn't count. Um, God, these songs. Bat out of hell. You took the riots right out of my mouth. Heaven can't wait. Well, all revved up with no place to go. Two out of three ain't bad. These are, these are, Operas, Paradise by the Dashboard Light for crying out loud. Apparently, I guess Paradise by the Dashboard Light is a baby-making song. It was the seventies. I wasn't there yet. I wasn't. But Bad Out of Hell too. That's that's the nineties. He won his only Grammy 
for an 11 minute song where he won't do that for best rock vocal it sounded a little more from for my taste it was more of a pop vocal but you know grammys are a load of um, tar shit or dog shit tar shit i meant dog shit sorry um <clears throat> But we're not going to, you know, here's the thing with this podcast. I don't want to turn this into a eulogy show. I mean, you know, it's Friday, though. It's Friday. Fucking Friday. Last night we talked about Tool. I could talk about Tool until the cows come home. And if you don't know that reference, look it up. I really could. I, I think some of my friends and I, we are Tool I don't like to say fans. We're aficionados. Because they're not, you know, they're not Creed. Thank God. You know, they're not, they're not Metallica. I I like Metallica, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. There is a reason. Sit down because you need to hear this. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Because we talk about music and we talk about film here. There is a reason that I saw Tool first over Metallica. Here's why. Because for me, Tool, that's my my 90s music. Metallica's been around a long time, since the 80s. I was not listening to Metallica in the 80s because I was a little kid. But in the 90s and in the 2000s, Tool was my soundtrack. And then Metallica came in there. I think also it had to do with the Black Album. People around me would always make fun of the Black Album. They would make fun of it. They sold out. You know, you always hear that bullshit. They sold out. Okay, well, what did they sell out? Oh, because it's... The songs are (laughs) radio-friendly. Yeah. I can kind of get the point now when I listen to Master of Puppets. Master! Master! Because that's, that's raw. One time I was working at a school and I would blast Metallica when I would leave work and I guess the person knew where I worked or probably it was one of the parents because one day we're outside during recess and someone drove by blasting Master of Puppets and I knew that was for me because I was blasting the new album. You know, it's hardwired to self-destruct. <laughs> what a title. Um... When I saw Metallica in 2018 for the first time in concert, they, you know, even if you've been a fan a long time, they welcome you if that's your first time seeing them in concert. And we're in the elevator and the gentleman said to me, what'd you think? And I said, what's my first time seeing them? I've been, I've been listening to them for years. But then I looked at him and I said, I'm a Tool fan. And he just went, oh, his eyes got all big. And he's like, oh, so you think you're special. I said, well, we expect a lot because with Tool, you and I looked at him and he laughed when I said this. I said, with Tool, you fucking spiral out. Most people would never think to say that to a stranger, but I knew I was in good. It was a rock show. Good company by looking at him, smiling and saying, you fucking spiral out to Tool. That's what you do. Metallica, it's metallic, you know. We're having a little fun tonight. Usually I would play film clips. I... It's four years doing the show. I don't want to keep do the same thing. This is not Good Morning America. Come on. Oh God, I can't stand Good Morning America. I love Robin Roberts. Robin Roberts is such a great 
morning host, but Mr. Strahan, well, you've paid that much to go into space with Bezos. Come on. Come on. Can't you just give like a Tom Hanks a coupon or something? Let him in. Come on. Come on. Movies are out. You can stream them. But you know, as Meatloaf said, life is a lemon and I want my money back. I wish I could sing that for you right now. I'd have to have a whole symphony behind me. I can't afford, as Lemmy from Motorhead would say. That's what we want, but we can't afford it. We can't, the, we can't afford the special effects. <laughs> the smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Yeah. I used to watch a lot of cartoons. Now I just watch Rick and Morty. Even even as a teenager, I would watch cartoons. You know, when you're a teenager, you just want you want your mind to kind of like go down a bit. Here here's Louie at his best. Thermometer. Better get dressed, Louie. You don't want to be late. Doctor Anderson always knew when I was trying to get out of something at school. It seems everyone has chosen a science project topic, except for Louie Anderson. I'm, uh, still considering all my options. Louie, the projects are due next week. I was planning on coming down with a cold next week. He was planning on coming down with a cold? That is so 90s. Well, even now, people want to stay home. Trust me, I've, I've heard it all. I don't really want to go because, well, there's this test. Okay. <laughs> mm. I've already played a meatloaf clip. I don't want to overexhaust my audience. I will be honest with you, though. We can be very honest with each other. When I heard he died, and this is no joke. The first thing I thought of was, oh, shit. I ate meatloaf last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Ba-dum-boom. Mm-hmm. If I had only saved that meatloaf for today. And then I could have said, in honor of meatloaf, I'm eating meatloaf. But it didn't happen. And I love, oh, God, a nice, a nice, not a vegan. I'm not a vegan. Sometimes I eat vegan stuff. But I, I still eat meat. So, Morrissey, you can go into the corner and cry now. Um, this is a film podcast and a music podcast, but we also have to mention a film that really is. Well, it's Bob. And this is how I met the big Moosey. His eyes already shrink-wrapped in tears. Knees together. Those awkward little steps. My name is Bob. Bob. Bob had been a champion bodybuilder. You know that chest expansion program you see on late night TV? That was his idea. I was a juicer. You know, using steroids. Abinol. Mr. Oh, they use that. 
have fresh horses for Christ's sakes. <laughs> and now I'm bankrupt. I'm divorced. My two grown kids won't even return my phone calls. Strangers with this kind of honesty make me go a big rubbery one. Glad, Gwinez, you can cry. That's Edward Norton and Meatloaf in Fight Club. And you don't talk about Fight Club. You spiral the fuck out. You just do. You do. Um, yeah. So your assignment, Dr. Zeus Film Podcasters, is to go listen to some Meatloaf, eating Meatloaf, and watch Fight Club. Unpleasant dreams. 